You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. All right. Well, a couple of months ago, I shared how God spoke to me really clearly about how He desires that we would grow as a people of prayer, as a church community, that we would grow as a people of prayer who regularly pray those big, bold prayers that have the potential to turn the whole world upside down. Do you remember that? If you haven't heard that message, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that message because it's a, it's a pretty important one for all of us to hear because a lot of what we're going to be investing in, in terms of our prayer life, in terms of our prayer focus, corporately as a church and also individually, my heart is that we would all capture this vision, not just for during our Sunday services, but throughout the week as well and in our own prayer lives as well. So yeah, if you haven't had a listen, go wherever you get your podcasts and have a listen to that. And in this particular message, I shared a little bit about the story of a truly remarkable man of God, the man of prayer, ultimately. If there was one word that could sum him up, or three words, it would be man of prayer, Brother Andrew, the founder of Open Doors. And in this new prayer series that I'm going to share on called Prayer Changes, I want to share a little bit more from Brother Andrew's life and ministry to hopefully, and I've been praying that this would happen, hopefully it really inspires us to continue on the journey of growing as a people of prayer, as people who really love to pray, love to connect with their Father and pray those big, big bold prayers that turn the world upside down. And some of the stories, some of the thoughts I've taken from a fantastic devotional and I've, I've expanded on which produced by Open Doors called The Power of Prayer. So if you ever want to get a good devotional, it's only a one-week one, but it's a good one, you could check that out as well. So how about, as we begin, let's, let's pray. Let's invite Holy Spirit to, to move in our midst, move in our hearts, and really shape our, not only our understanding, but our, our heart connection, our heart desire to connect with God through prayer. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that prayer does indeed change things. God, prayer changes things that don't get changed in any other way. And Lord, we pray today that as we, as we humbly approach you today, as we open your word, as we hear testimonies and stories of open doors and Brother Andrew's life, we pray, Jesus, that we would just be inspired and encouraged to grow as people of prayer. We pray, Jesus, that you would continue to take us to new depths in terms of prayer. God, that where maybe we've become satisfied with a certain level of praying and not really pushing much further than that, God, we pray that you would challenge us and stir us to go deeper still. Because, Lord, we know when we are going deeper in prayer, We're not going deeper just in a religious act. We're going deeper in relationship with you. And God, we want to do that. We want to do that. We want to see you move powerfully. We want to see you do things that cannot be done in the natural. And we want to partner with you in that, God, and we do that through prayer. So Holy Spirit, 
move in our hearts today. Give us fresh eyes to see the things that you want us to see. And we pray, Lord, that you would grow us as people of prayer who know 100% and experience ourselves the truth that prayer changes things. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that something you believe? Prayer changes things. You know, over the course of his life, Brother Andrew became absolutely convinced that prayer changed things, that prayer genuinely made a difference. You might be familiar with this quote from Brother Andrew. It's one of the most powerful and and challenging, honestly, really challenging quotes I've heard in relation to prayer. This is what he says. He said, If we understood the potential power of our prayers, we would be on our knees a hundred times a day asking him for things that would turn the world upside down. If we only knew the potential power of our prayers, we would be on our knees a hundred times a day asking him for things that would turn the world upside down. You know, Brother Andrew saw time and time again the way if what he was obviously praying for lined up with God's will for that particular situation, he saw God move in the most miraculous ways, sometimes really powerfully, sometimes in ways that literally turned the world upside down in certain countries, in certain situations. And I want to be really clear with what I'm saying so you know what I'm not saying as well. I'm not suggesting that prayer is our way to force God to do something that he doesn't want to do. That's not prayer at all. That's not, that's not who we serve. God doesn't work that way. But what I'm saying is, and we see this from Scripture, you can probably think of a few examples, God is often moved to bring about his will in certain situations simply because people are humble, humble themselves and pray. Would you agree with that? So often we see in Scripture that God is moved to act simply because his people cry out to him and say, God, we need you. We can't go on like this. We need you to move. Come and move, Lord. Will you move in this situation? And then he does. And this is what Brother Andrew experienced in his life. And, you know, like I said, something that Scripture affirms. And one of, the, one of the clearest passages, I think, in the New Testament at least, that really explains this is 1 John 5, 14 to 15. It says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Yeah? You know, this is the confidence that was and is Brother Andrew's, and this is the confidence that can be ours as well. When we pray and ask for things according to God's will, he hears us and will answer our prayers in one way or another. In one way or another. Who, who's known from experience that sometimes when we pray, our prayers aren't always answered in the way we expect them to be answered? Amen. You know, in 1983, Brother Andrew was 
trying to work through a pretty dire situation that Christians were facing in the, in the Soviet Union. Times were tough. Times were incredibly tough. Christians were being locked up and unregistered churches were being targeted by the government. And in the natural, the situation looked completely unsolvable. It looked like we're just going on this downward slope and before too long, Christianity would be wiped out and, and um, communism would, would take over and be completely ruling with no opposition, I guess. And the Christian sisters and brothers who were living there in the Soviet Union at the time, it looks like they were doomed just to experience and suffer under communist rule, that there was literally no hope. But as Brother Andrew was kind of looking at this situation and wondering how can we make a difference here, how can we join with the church and help them to continue to flourish despite all this persecution that they're facing, God actually helped him to remember that prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Because after all, you know, think about it. On a purely logical level, would God have wanted the Soviet Union to have all Christianity wiped out of it? Would God want that? Of course not. Do you think God willed for his children to be imprisoned and beaten and all sorts of things like that, mistreated in some horrific ways? No, of course not. God's will for the Soviet Union then, and here's the thing and here's how it's applicable for us today, God's will for every nation on earth today until Jesus returns is for his church to flourish. That's God's heart. He wants to see the, his kingdom flourish. And he wants, us, he wants the kingdom to expand in influence, bringing hope and light to this dark, broken world that we were singing about this morning. Of course, God didn't want his church to die out. No doubt, often, and we see this from Scripture too, sometimes God lets us suffer in order that we might be refined, doesn't he? We don't like it. But if we've experienced it, we know it to be true. God is still good, but sometimes he sovereignly allows us to face persecution or allows us to suffer in certain ways so that we would grow, so that we would trust in him even more. And no doubt in, for the Soviet Union, God was sovereignly using some of this to refine the church, to make sure that they were truly trusting in him, to make sure that they weren't looking to anything else for salvation, but their eyes were fixed and focused on Jesus, the Lamb of God. But ultimately, I guess, through all of that, all of it, whether it's suffering, whether it's blessings, the whole point of them is to help the church to flourish, help us to flourish in following Jesus Christ. So Brother Andrew, who was really spurred on in that moment, in that realisation that prayer does change things, he committed to praying for the situation in the Soviet Union. And like a lot of people who are in these sort of circles, he didn't want to do it alone. So he decided to invite believers from all around the world to pray for believers in the Soviet Union for seven years. Seven years. He, they say that he was inspired by, by the Old Testament um, historical event of Jericho where they circled and the, the walls fell down after 
seven days. Not seven years, but seven days. So I don't know, maybe, maybe um, he just thought it needed a bit more prayer than the seven days. Anyway, people everywhere began to pray. And what often happens when we pray about something? It gets worse, quickly. <laughs> maybe that's just me, but often when you pray for things, you know, you pray for patience, what happens? <laughs> The road works on Maroondah Highway. When are they going to be done? 2034 or something? Something like that? <laughs> done. It's done. There you go. I've, I've still been going the back way. You know, but people began to pray and things quickly became worse. Christian prisoner numbers increased to an all-time high. Uh, life became even more difficult for Christians under the communist rule. But then over time, things slowly began to shift. In 1998, with the economy in absolute crisis, the Soviet president, Gorbachev, promised that Christians would no longer be penalised. Churches reopened. And get this, Bibles were actually allowed to be shipped into the country, whereas before it was just not on. They'd have people checking in customs. No, we're going to incinerate those. They're not going through. We don't want that in this place. And then by 1989, six years after the prayers began, what happened? Who knows? 1989. The Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall was dismantled and communist rule was... There was a big shift in communist rule. And Brother Andrew and all the believers who were praying with him, they saw firsthand that their prayers, their humble prayers from wherever they were in the world we're making a massive difference in a part of the world where Christian brothers and sisters were facing horrific persecution. You know something even more incredible? In 85, there were 340 imprisoned Christians in the Soviet Union. And in 1990, there were only 17. And this is really good. By the end of the seven years prayer campaign that they invested in, Open Doors had given one million, one million Russian New Testaments to the Russian Orthodox Church. How good is that? You can only imagine the, the effect that that had on the church. The church would have flourished, no doubt. And history tells us that the church did flourish as people were able to receive and listen to and read in their own native language the Word of God. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. It really does. I like this quote from Brother Andrew. He says, Our prayers can go where we cannot. There are no borders, no prison walls, no doors that are closed to us when we pray. So good. Prayer really does change things. And and I believe, Brother Andrew, this testimony kind of points to it as well, but I really believe that it's often the faithful prayers over a long period of time that change things, isn't it? You know, Brother Andrew saw this to be true in the Soviet Union, and I've heard testimonies from many, many of you here, and no doubt those listening as well, who have seen this to be true, that God has been faithful as you have just continued to seek him out on your knees for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden something clicks, and you're like, wow, 
my prayers have been answered. God, you moved. I've seen that. Perhaps that's for your marriage, for a husband, for a wife, for your children who maybe walked away from God, but then all of a sudden, as you've been faithful in praying over decades, you're seeing these seeds of faith sprouting up again. Maybe even for other significant long-term challenges like health challenges or whatever that you might face on a long-term basis as well. And like I said before, our prayers often aren't answered in the way that we want them to be answered. Because it's probably a good thing really, isn't it? I mean, if all my prayers were answered in the way that I'd asked for them, it wouldn't be a good thing. I Just believe, believe me on that. I'm too selfish and self-focused and all that sort of thing to, you know, when God answers prayers, he answers them for our good and brings about things that are going to be not only good for us, but also good for others. And whilst prayers aren't always answered in the way we expected, they're always answered in a way where blessing and growth comes about. Blessing and growth. Now, from personal experience, I know I know that we can very often struggle to be faithful when it comes to prayer. We can so easily forget who God is, can't we? We can forget um, who God is, that our Father in heaven is, is like that good Father who loves to bestow good gifts on his children, and yet we can so often forget that and turn to ourselves to try and make changes in our lives and circumstances. Maybe you've been there before as well. Forgetting that at that very foundational level, it's actually only prayer that truly changes things. It's only prayer that makes a way. And the good news for us is that while we often prioritize other things above prayer and we don't rely on God like we should, we follow Jesus who never failed to trust in his Father and was faithful to the very end in prayer. We serve and follow Jesus who just who in the garden just prior to be taken by the soldiers was faithful in prayer despite everything he was facing despite the emotional burden he was carrying the incredible grief that was weighing his spirit down as he knew that he'd soon be hanging on the cross We follow our savior Jesus who cried out these words to his father, these faithful words in Luke twenty-two forty-two, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And because Jesus was faithful in prayer, those of us who follow him, those of us who follow him through Holy Spirit's enabling power can be faithful in prayer too. We can all pray to our Father with assurance, knowing that our prayers can and do indeed change things. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Just take a moment to dream with me for a bit or visualize this in your mind's eye. What do you, what do you think would happen in your life, in your family, marriage, workplace, friendships, if you committed to prayer or to pray, not just occasionally or, or, you know, 
this has been my experience at times, as a last resort after you've tried everything else to handle the situation in your own strength. But what would it look like? What would happen if you were to pray consistently over a long period of time? How might God actually use those faithful long-term prayers to change things, to change things in your world, to bring him even more glory and even more honour? How might God use your faithful long-term prayers to change things in the wider world? In the wider world, as you pray to him boldly and invite him to move powerfully and turn the world upside down. How do you think God might move if we were to do that? I'm really confident, I'm confident that if that is something that we do, if we invite Holy Spirit to guide and strengthen us in praying in this kind of way, that we will see great things happen in the world and we'll see great things happen in our lives too, in our local world, so to speak. We will see great fruit come. As And why? Ultimately, because we're praying for God's will to be done. We're praying that God would do good things in the world, that God would bring about blessing to those who are facing persecution on, a, on account of him. We're praying that God would do great things in our personal situations where in the natural it feels like maybe there's actually no hope. But we serve the miracle-working God for whom nothing is impossible. Amen? Well, Today, I just really believe that Jesus just wants us to spend some time praying like this, just praying, knowing that he is that God who wants to turn the world upside down, knowing that he's the God who wants to bring breakthrough in things in accordance with his will. And so what, I, what, I, what we'd love to do now is, is just get in groups and pray for one another, for for situations that we might be facing, especially that we would be people of prayer, but people who persevere in prayer as well, that we would all grow. And, and I'm speaking to myself as well, not, not to kind of with some things that we face in life to sort of even just accept them and go, oh, well, that's what it is, but to be faithful in prayer and asking God, would you, would you do a work there, God? This is, this is such a heavy and burden to bear. Would you do something? I can't do anything. Maybe doctors can't do anything, but you can, Lord. Nothing is too hard for you. So why don't we just break into groups and we're just going to pray. We're just going to spend some time praying for one another, inviting God to give us hearts to pray those kind of prayers where they truly change the world and growing as people of prayer. So let's do that. Let's get into some groups and spend some good time in prayer, and then I'll pray for all of us before we close. Okay, I'm going to rudely interrupt and, and just pray for all of us. And um, yeah, just really pray that God will continue what he's been doing in us, even as we've prayed right now, and that we would continue to grow as those people of prayer. Yeah, for sure. 
Yes, absolutely. Sounds good. Okay. Well, let's um, let's pray for Melinda before we do anything. Does a few people want to come and lay hands on Melinda? Is that all right? Cool. <laughs> let's do it. That's okay. No one can see you on the camera anyway. Yeah. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the thin ways of real people who care. Mm. Father, we pray especially for them that you will feel your touch, your powerful touch in their lives. Mm. And it may be healing as well. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you, you know our bodies better than anyone, better than any doctor, any specialist, Lord, and you know exactly what's going on right now in her back, what's bringing her discomfort, what's bringing her pain, what's not as it should be. And so, Jesus, we just pray right now that, that you would bring, bring about a, a breakthrough in her pain, in her back, Lord, that you would even just be slowly just doing things by your Holy Spirit in her back to write whatever is not quite right so that she would be able to stand upright and be free of pain. Lord, we ask God, we know that you are a miracle working God. You, you are the God who needs to just say a word and it is so. And so we pray, God, that you would bring about relief for Melinda and this would be yet another testimony for her of your faithfulness, of your goodness, of the wonder of being in relationship with Jesus. So, Lord, we pray that you would do a work in her life, in her back, and that this work in her back would be even something that would be bring other people to a place of praise as they hear about how you've moved. So, God, we trust you, and we pray that you would comfort her and bring um, wholeness, res- restoration to her back in Jesus' name. Amen. No worries. We, someone reminded me too that we, we have a prayer, weekly prayer gathering on Zoom for one hour on a Tuesday night from 7.30 to 8.30. So if you have some time on a Tuesday night, that could also be a great way to get together as a church family and, and pray as well. How about I'll just pray for all of us and then we'll, we'll have a drink and something yummy to eat. Let's pray. Jesus, we... We are just so grateful, Lord, that you've made the way not only for us to be right again by defeating sin once and for all, by rising again to life so that we can have new life, but Lord, you've also given us this blessing called prayer where we can communicate with you, where we can talk with our Father God, where we can draw near and not only do we offer up words, but we also hear your voice speak back to us through your Holy Spirit. And so, God, we pray that you would take us deeper as people of prayer, as people who know foundationally that prayer does change things, that prayer changes things, that prayer makes a difference where other things will not make a difference because prayer is communication with you 
the only one who can truly make a difference in our world and do things that are out of the ordinary, do miraculous things too. So God, help us to develop that heart to pray and help us to develop that heart of faithfulness in prayer. That even if it is just five minutes each day, crying out to you, giving you praise and talking with you and then walking away from that place of being intimate with you. We pray, Lord, that we would do that and that we would see great fruit come from that so that it's not only five minutes that we want to spend with you, it's like regularly, as the Apostle Paul talks about, praying continuously as we go about our days. So, Lord, do a work in us, we pray, and teach us more about what it looks like to be people who know that prayer changes things and people who pray those kind of prayers that turn the world upside down. So we pray all of this, Jesus, in your name. Amen.